Hey, really fun uh, to be with you. Mandy uh, called and said, hey, would you guys, uh, would you guys speak on uh, spiritual intimacies? Love to. She said, and um, uh, sexual intimacy. She said, or we can do that. And she said, also emotional intimacy. I said, or, or we can do that. She said, no, <laughs> all three of them in 20 minutes. And I was like, that, that, not fun, not cool, not cool, Mandy. And so I, this feels like, you know, the teacher at the very end of the semester didn't get through all their stuff. And they, the, la- the last, the last uh, session, you cover everything from like the Civil War to World War II uh, right here. Did anybody so. listen to their stuff on 2X speed? So that's what we're doing Podcast, tonight. that's right. Yeah, yeah. podcast. So, and, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, John and Pam <laughs> McGee, we've been married 27 years, and uh, it's, it's always so fun to be yeah. uh, here in this room. We've got lots of great memories. I don't know, eight years maybe. Uh, we sat exactly where Mandy sat mm-hmm. every single week, and I just got to a journey with couples mm-hmm. and their marriage. And so it's always, it feels like coming home and really, really fun uh, to be here. So uh, tonight we are talking about spiritual, emotional, and physical intimacy, and we're going to do so in 20 minutes. There you go. Ready? Okay, so we're going to start with a participation exercise. Um, so everybody pick one of those categories just kind of by yourself, just quietly think of spiritual, emotional, or physical intimacy. Just take a few seconds to think about how you could do better. So just Pick one category. One category. Pick one category. Of those three, think about how you could do better. Keep it to yourself. This one, keep it to yourself. Now take a few seconds to think about how your spouse could do better. Okay, which one of those was easier to think of? <laughs> don't answer. Yeah, don't, don't answer. answer. No, yeah. Yeah. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah, for most of us. Yeah, for most of us, unless you know you're like super spiritual or really hard on yourself. Most of us uh, are pretty dialed into the person sitting next to us yeah. and how they could do better in <laughs> pick a category, right? Well, we, you know, there's some things we could do a little better, but really, if they got their stuff together, we would have an awesome marriage, right? That's how that's how most of us uh, think. And if you've been around here any length of time. Uh, you know, you know our saying is that if you want it, uh, change, change your marriage, right? You draw a circle around yourself and you change everybody inside the circle. That's an expression of Matthew uh, 7, 3 through 5. We get the log out of our own eye before, before we go to pick the log out of other people's eyes. And um, I, I love uh, Romans 5, 8. It's a verse that's not about marriage, but I think uh, has incredible implications for us uh, in our marriage. If we've got that um, but while, while we were still sinners, or, and, and I think the NIV says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. So generally the way we relate to uh, each other is that if you do your part, I will do mine. Or if you move towards me, then I will move towards you. That's generally how we think about relationships. They become pretty transactional. But that's exactly the opposite of the way that God related mm-hmm. to us, which is really astounding in this Christmas season. That while we were sinning, while we were alienated from God, while we were rebelling from God, he came to us. He came to us. He came to earth and then ultimately died for us. Not because of what we have done, but absolutely in spite of everything we had done. He and we would use the word initiated with us. He didn't respond. He initiated and so tonight, we could, a lot of times when we talk about these three topics, we talk about what you can do as a couple, or we'll talk about what your spouse could do, but I think the simplest solutions are often always the best. And tonight, we want to talk about how you can be more spiritually intimate, more emotionally intimate, and more physically intimate, even if your spouse doesn't do anything different. 
how by your initiation, how you can have deeper levels of intimacy uh, just by working on yourself. Yeah. And so when we talk about intimacy, let me give you, I love this definition. The definition of intimacy is being fully known without the fear of rejection. So, I mean, the Lord knows everything about us, everything, even things we don't even realize or we haven't admitted, and um, there's no rejection there. And so just being fully known with your spouse um, without the fear of rejection. And I think another way, a more broader term that we use is we just feel close. We just, I know that he's for me. He's not rejecting me. And so this intimacy, if it's spiritual, physical, emotional, we have a closeness. And so that's kind of what we're talking about with intimacy. Yeah. And so what would it look like tonight to pick like one of these things Mm -hmm. and implement it and become um, an initiator Mm -hmm. in uh, this area. So the first first area we're talking about is spiritual intimacy. Okay, uh, so spiritual intimacy could be a lot of things you would think about: praying together, reading scripture together, uh, serving together, going to church together, talking about um, what God you know is teaching you uh, together. Right. But what if your spouse isn't initiating any of that? Then uh, what what could you do? Yeah. So I mean, you could initiate spiritual conversations yourself. Hey, this is what I'm learning, babe. I'd love to tell you about it. Um, is there anything you'd want to share? Um, or maybe not even that. Maybe just start with, hey, this is what I'm learning. And just, just leave it at that. Um, hey, how can I pray for you? Um, what, hey, this is what I'm reading right now. Would you want to join me? I'm just, I'm just reading through. I'm just going to read, you know, a chapter in Luke. I'm just going to read a few verses around the Christmas story, you know, just this month. Um, would you want to do that with me? Um, this is what I'm memorizing. Hey, would you want to, would you want to memorize with me? Or would you quiz me on my memorizing, you know, even yeah. if you don't? Um, I was going to maybe listen to this sermon or this podcast and again, that 2x speed, I, if I do it with John, we have to speed it up really fast. We have to learn to catch it quick. He likes yeah. to get it all in. Um, but yeah, hey, I'm listening to this podcast. I'll try to do it on extra fast speed. But would you want to do that with me? And so just like, hey, what, I'm doing these things. Would you want to jump in with me? Yeah, that's, a, that's such an interesting uh, question. It was so not in the notes. But uh, curiosity <laughs> has got me. Um, are you the person that listens to podcasts uh, or audio in speed. like normal speed? Yeah. Or do you at least go 1x one or 1.5x, one 1.7? So who is it like normal? Who's a normal podcast? Okay, great. And who's, who's like at least 1.5? My people. All right. Why? Like, why would Who's you two? not? Is anybody, you can, can anybody track with two? Depends on who it is. Yeah. It depends that's on true. who it is. That's but you true. can literally consume <laughs> twice as much content in the same period of time. I don't understand. That's all right. Um, she probably retains a whole lot more of it than I do. Um, but spiritual intimacy, what's, what's worked for us? If anything, it's just keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. It's just keeping it simple. I've got, <laughs> Pam and I were laughing in the back. I remember uh, like the first couple months of, of being married. And so, you know, this idea of spiritual intimacy and spiritual leadership, I didn't even know what it meant, but I thought it probably entailed us both opening up our Bibles and me, like, impressing uh, Pam with all my Bible knowledge. And so we sat down at this little table. It was a little plastic table that we had. It was her mom and dad's backyard uh, table at the time or before then. We spray-painted the legs. It was white. It was little. And we got our Bibles. And, um, and I don't even remember what we were studying. I just remember, this is um, no exaggeration, we started arguing about what something meant in the Bible. And I just thought, I don't know what spiritual intimacy is, but I'm pretty sure this is not it right here. Bible's open, arguing about uh, verses. So um, could, it, could it be looking at the Bible? Of course, it, of course it could be. But for us, it's just been to, to think about what it would look like at its simplest level. And so I don't know what it is, but for me, it's easier to pray with Pam um, when we're either walking or when we are, uh, we're driving somewhere, so just eyes open, you know, uh, hands on the, on the wheels, and just, hey, God, we're going here. Would you help us uh, show up and, and love you and love these people that we'll be with? Help us uh, move towards each other. That, that, um, that is simple, 
and that counts. Uh, another, I think, a strategy recently for us that works is kind of uh, seeing if we can batch multiple things together. And so... <laughs> In a, in, a, in a quest for efficiency. And in the morning, um, it, I would say of the last three, uh, four, four weeks, we've probably done this 75% of the time. So we will kiss uh, for six seconds, uh, and then we'll just pray. One of us will just pray for a second. So we're already there, right? We've got to go find each other. We're going to uh, kiss, and then we can, uh, then we can pray. And, uh, and a couple weeks ago, Pam goes, hey, I didn't get my full six seconds. That's and right. I was like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll give you your six seconds and uh, a little bit more. I know what you care deeply about. But um, so just, just, keep it, just keep it simple, yep. okay? If you want to do a verse-by-verse study through the book of Ezekiel, man, knock yourself out. Uh, I would pick something that is simple. And I would pick something, if your spouse doesn't want to play along, it's really okay. You can actually be more spiritually intimate, you know, this time next year, even if your spouse doesn't change, because you, uh, you initiate and you go first. Look for things that you can do, irrespective, irrespective of what they'll do, okay? So that's the first one, spiritual intimacy. Number two uh, is physical intimacy. So physical intimacy can look like exactly what you think. It could be uh, both sexual and non-sexual touch, hugs, uh, sex that uh, is, is planned, sex that is spontaneous, a sex that is really intense, and sex that is just, you know, just kind of good and fun. It can be uh, caressing and holding each other, long hugs, all of that. Uh, is what spiritual or what physical intimacy or physical closeness could look like. But again, what happens if the person you came to re-engage with tonight is kind of like, no, not really interested? What could you do? Yeah. Well, so you could initiate just non-sexual touch, and so maybe it's just man, you haven't even held hands in a while. You haven't given her a back rub, and just the back rub that only is a back rub. Um, so non-sexual touch. You could um, just be a little more playful. Hey, just make things a little lighter and just um, initiate sexual playfulness. You could initiate sex. If it has not, if it has been a minute since you have been the one that was, was had the idea um, to have sex, then um, maybe that could, that could be what you do. Um, you could be creative. You know, if it's um, always the same place, same time, same location, just, hey, what could we do that's more creative? So you can initiate that. Um, and you could initiate sex that would be maybe not your very first choice of how you would do it, but you know that would be fun for your spouse. And so you could initiate, hey, well, let's try this. Try this way tonight. I, I know you love this. And so just initiating that way. And there's even another way you can, um, can initiate in, just in this area of, of physical intimacy um, is just to work on yourself. And so if you um, have pornography addiction, if there's been hurt um, from abuse in your past, getting healing and helping those would be a great way to initiate um, that intimacy with your spouse because getting healing and help with that would help you move closer to your spouse. And so regen here, and there's lots of other ministries. And so, uh, man, just say, hey, I, I need some help in this area. And that would be a great way to initiate. Yeah, so giving, like, getting, getting help for, say, mm-hmm. sexual abuse that happened in the past is a great gift to give both yourself, yeah. it truly is, but also your spouse. And, uh, and that, could be, that could actually be a way to be more uh, physically intimate without them even changing or having any conversations. And so <laughs> Pam mentioned the uh, initiate a non-sexual, uh, non-sexual yeah. touch, uh, right? Which is, which is, and you said a back rub that doesn't lead to anything, which is possible. It's just really, really hard to do. It is possible to do. And um, I remember we, uh, we got trained in this, um, uh, this way to kind of, um, it was a marital inventory. So give couples tests, um, surface any issues that were there so that they could begin uh, to kind of talk about them. And so, so 
newly minted, newly trained. Um, I, you know, I give it to Pam. She does her part. I do my, uh, we actually had this just so long ago. Uh, we sent it off and they sent back the results. And so I've it's got like the packet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something like that. So <laughs> yeah. we're going through it and I'm like, great. You know, and I'm like, we're crushing it, crushing it, crushing it. <laughs> and, uh, and I go to this one and the, the scale was set uh, to strongly agree to strongly disagree and everything in the middle. And the question was, uh, physical touch leads to sex. And I put strongly disagree, uh, or probably disagree, and Pam put strongly agree. And so this is the first time either one of us has seen the test. And I said, hey, babe, I think, what ha- I think you misunderstood the question. The way the, what the question is asking is the way you answered it was, if I touch you, then you think I want sex. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> I understood it exactly, perfectly, you know, and uh, she was great. She wasn't, uh, she wasn't mean about it, and we laughed, and I, I said, really? Like, truly? She goes, of course, not always, but yeah, by and large, if all of a sudden, you know, you're rubbing my back, I, you know, I don't think you're thinking about uh, whether my back is sore or not. You have, you have uh, other ulterior motives, and uh, I was like, well, man, that, like, who wants to be married to that guy, you know, and of course, that was not always the case, but I said, well, yeah, that was, that was a growth area for me. Uh, I, I, mean, I love my wife. I don't want to just touch her when I, have, when I want uh, to have sex. And so that was, that was for me an area <laughs> that I needed to grow. Pam didn't need to change uh, anything. It was just something that I could do. But then when I did touch Pam, she didn't go, well, here we go. Right? She's like, well, who, knows? who knows what's going to happen? He could just be, uh, be touching me. Okay? So a uh, warning here, of course, always Right? Just because someone initiates sexually doesn't mean you have to reciprocate. Okay? You don't, someone doesn't get to be mean and be a bully and say, uh, quote a Bible verse and say, you have to have sex with me. It's not the case, right? And, and people don't get to make demands upon you that are uh, physically or emotionally uh, hurtful. That's, that's out of bounds uh, as a Christian. So I'm not talking about that, okay? uh, where there's really, really... Um, pain and, and hurt and uh, abuse. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where two people uh, who are generally trying to be for each other, they can look for ways. Mm-hmm. They can look for ways to move towards each other. Even if the person you're sitting next to doesn't change a thing, you can actually have uh, deeper levels of spiritual intimacy just by picking some way, uh, sex, sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, picking some things that you can mm-hmm. do uh, to move towards them, okay? So then the last one of these is emotional intimacy. And that looks like uh, sharing, um, you know, uh, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, um, where you're glad, sad, mad, uh, historically, um, where you're fearful, where they're fearful, what you're excited about. You know, the Romans 12, 15, rejoicing with those who rejoice and mourning or weeping with those who weep. When they're, when they're excited, to be excited with them. When they're sad, to be uh, sad with them. And so it's really fun if both of you are doing that, but sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes, sometimes we won't play along. And I would say, even if they don't, you can still be more uh, emotionally intimate. Yeah, so you can just ask emotional questions. I mean, just and as simple as, hey, how, how are you? Not just, how are you fine? Like, how are you doing? Um, what was your high today? What was your low today? Um, hey, what are you excited about? What are you fearful of right now? Um, can I share something with you that I've been thinking and feeling? Um, and... Um, then maybe even tell a story to follow up with your questions. Hey, um, what, what was that like? Like, hey, you're feeling this, or I've been feeling this. Let me tell you a little bit more about that. Just kind of opening up, you know, just a little bit more under the feelings. Um, what would it look like for me to show up for you? How do you need me right now? Um, and just be, be vulnerable. You know, just, hey, I remember recently just kind of sharing with John just some of the same stuff I'd been feeling a while ago and feeling I was getting 
um, feeling just a little bit maybe more sane and just feeling a little bit um, healthier, just kind of emotionally and in an area and just feeling like the Lord had just given me kind of some peace. And, um, and then was just kind of going back to just anxiety and just fear with some stuff about our kids. And my initial reaction was, ah, he didn't want to hear this again. I've, I've, I, it's like a broken record. I'm keep, I keep sharing this. But then I knew that John wanted to know, Hey, I mean, she's still struggling with this. I mean, I want to know how my wife's feeling. doesn't mean she doesn't love the Lord, trust the Lord. She's just still having a hard day today. And so just being vulnerable um, with your spouse has been really helpful just for me to remember. Um, so you can do that even if your spouse doesn't. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And the question we'll ask, um, we're trying to is like, how, what would it look like to show up for you? Like, what, what do you need mm-hmm. uh, right now, right, when we're at our best? How, how can I show up? Uh, for you. And then uh, a metaphor that's been really helpful. This is probably more around the, the topic of empathy, but empathy would be definitely part of uh, a subset of emotional intimacy, um, is that of plugging in to each other. And so here's the metaphor that, um, that we've been using is so that um, when, you know, in this case, when Pam, if Pam's talking, um, a Pam can generally feel what I feel. Empathy is feeling, feeling what they feel. That's a pretty good definition of it. Pam generally that's not hard for her. I can get distracted. <laughs> I want to listen to my podcast at 1.75, you know, uh, and get this thing going. And so, like, net this out for me. Like, bullet point it out. I'll help you attack it. Um, but, like, this is the story's long, right? And I don't, I don't feel it. Um, that's, my, that's my natural proclivity. So I have to, I have to work really hard. Um, it's getting easier uh, just to connect and, and feel what she's feeling. And this metaphor has helped. Is that, think of, like, an extension cord with two male ends. And, and so if I'm talking to Pam, I will imagine one just, you know, plugged in like literally to, uh, to her heart and I will have the other end. And so as I'm listening, I'm trying to imagine like these, these feelings and emotions passing between each one. Cause I want to know what it is uh, that she feels, right? What is, what is she thinking? What is she scared of? What is she excited about? I want to feel that not just, not just the, the, um, the facts, all right? Cause I can generally, you know, um, curate those pretty quick and kick it back to her. Um, but she wants to know that I, I feel what she feels. And, and that's been a really helpful uh, metaphor for us. And like, we'll use it in our family. And um, <clears throat> our daughter was home uh, from college uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, I, was, uh, I was sitting here, my daughter was sitting here and I'm listening to her. I thought I was doing a pretty good job. And Pam walked uh, behind and she goes like this, she goes, <laughs> like, like, like plug in. I'm like, I'm trying. And, uh, and I think I was doing good. And, uh, but, uh, so it's, it's, uh, now, you know, I was like, okay, if you see me doing that and I, I think, I think I did a pretty good job, but you know, that, that will be, uh, that's kind of our symbols. Like I want to plug, I want to, I want to feel what you feel. And that, that's what emotional intimacy is. Uh, looks like, um, Pam and I've been married 27 years and I'm just kind of getting to the place where I can share with her, like what I'm fearful of. Um, that's a growth area uh, for us. It's like, okay, we're, we're going to be okay. But you want to know, like, you want to know what I wake up thinking about? It's this, right? This is what, this is what, this is what concerns me. This is where I'm fearful. Or maybe this is where I'm not sure I have what it takes. It feels crazy and really vulnerable to say out loud, but uh, that's been 27 years, but I didn't, I wouldn't do that uh, year one. And, uh, but that's a growth. And so when I do that, uh, even though Pam's not doing anything, she feels closer. We feel more uh, emotionally intimate. Okay. Um, so what would it look like for you? Right? Yeah. What could you do in this, in this instance and around emotional intimacy as a topic? How could you be more emotionally intimate with your spouse, even, even if uh, they don't do uh, anything else? Okay. So uh, we started with uh, sp- uh, spiritual, mm-hmm. uh, then physical, and then uh, emotional.
What, of all of those, forget all three, just pick one, one thing you could do uh, to move towards your spouse. The way God has initiated with us, mm-hmm. not reciprocated, but God's initiated with us, what would that one thing look like to move uh, towards him? Yeah. Yeah, and so like, right now, Christmas, right, a l- big part of Christmas is the gifts, you know, the gift of our Savior, but also just the physical gifts that we get e- give and give each other. And it's, it's fun to get gifts. Um, but when you think about it, it's also really fun to give and just to put some thought, and you know a person really well, and you're so excited. We got this. We're so excited to give our girls um, this gift. That, like, two of them are going to cry probably, and we're just, it's just going to be really fun to do that. And so just to even think about just that there can be more joy sometimes in giving. And so thinking about initiating and looking for joy in giving and moving towards your spouse. Um, and initiating um, can be contagious. It really can. And so oftentimes you take these steps, the spouse reciprocates. We see that a lot. Maybe not. Um, results may vary, um, but oftentimes that is the case. And so just looking for joy in giving and initiating. Um, and you'll find, if you're patient, um, it really can be contagious. Yeah. And so we're not asking you to, to again, put yourself in a weird one-down position, right. be abused, taken advantage of, any of that kind of stuff. You're the only person that works on a relationship. That's, that's not okay. Okay. Um, but where two people are just generally trying, uh, someone has to go first. And oftentimes we generally wait for the other person to make the first move. And uh, so we can just close with where we started. Romans 5.8. Mm-hmm. Honestly, guys, here's sometimes I don't want to move towards Pam. Mm-hmm. And I'm selfish. I get my feelings hurt, I'm mad, I feel slighted, and I just metaphorically cross my arms and say, as soon as you make the first move, I'll meet you there. That's the true condition of my heart. And I've been thinking so much about Romans 5, 8, the last few years. And I think about the ways that when I was, um, had nothing to offer God, wasn't even thinking about God, he died for me and moved towards me. And there's been several times um, the last several years, like, I don't want to move towards her. And I think about God's initiation with me, and I go, even if Pam doesn't respond, I, I'm going to try to initiate. And it's, it's really fueled uh, on my best days, on my best days anyway, uh, me moving towards her irrespective of what uh, she's done. So uh, spiritual, physical, emotional intimacy. Uh, and if you want to grow uh, in those areas, uh, draw a circle around yourself, right? And make sure the person in that circle is growing in those areas, irrespective of what other, other, the other person uh, is doing. Okay? Hey, thanks so much for letting us share. I hope Thank you guys you have guys. a great night. Thanks. Thank